so should we start? <laughs> Here we go, I guess. Um, so we're back. I, we've done some... We took a week off, I guess, because I was gone on a trip. And the last one we did, we talked about me getting ready to leave on that trip. <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of interesting to tackle this question, which just spurred me to think about the trip I just took, which is kind of neat and, I don't know, just some things to reflect on had some great time with my mom and a reunion with some um family and uh that i haven't seen for a while or you know getting to talk and share a little bit with people that i like to but don't often get to but this question was how can i lovingly enforce boundaries and i know it doesn't sound like it's related much but what it made me think of is how we start with children and we have some pretty tight boundaries if we're parents or if we happen to be that child and remember our own childhood it felt as if our parents may maybe were strict or they had some certain parameters guidelines that felt as if um you know that we we knew that we couldn't violate too much or we'd be in trouble whatever and then as we grow and especially in our home we've seen as you communicate with teenagers and such it gets a little bit vague and you know you've got to let them have some freedom kind of afraid at times how much freedom we just sent um, one of ours off on a camping trip by himself with his friend overnight into the mountains i was like ooh, that was a little scary but and he you got know, too cold and he came home yeah right but he's 17 and it's time for him to try to branch out a little and that's not you know hold on too tight and whatever now i don't feel like we've ever been too bad about that boundaries wise we've no and when it comes to them going out and taking things we don't worry about them once they move out it's kind of funny when you expect them to come home i, I commented that uh the day before you know he had been out and didn't contact me that he was running late and so i was concerned about him and um when i tried to message him there was no response which of course <laughs> then the brain begins to play games with you and which finally i get a text and it turns out he was doing noble things yeah but he didn't he, was he didn't respond him. And so I concern myself. So I was like, why am I not concerned about my son in the Navy or my son, you know. These days, because we can communicate. So we ask them to let us know. And then they're either outside of range. So then we can't get a hold of them. Then it's even scarier. Or they don't respond to us. And then we're we're like immediate, you know, fear, whatever. It's so silly. But Well, boundaries, you know, with young children and boundaries with older children. There's, you know, there's a, in his, what I was going to say was in this situation, my intent was you're in trouble. You didn't (laughs) tell me what was going on. Then he comes back and gives me this noble reason that he wasn't there. And I'm like, (laughs) you're not in trouble. Just do not ever do that to me again. Well, that's, that brings up why. I mean, for the most part, our kids have been fairly trustworthy. We, we've always told, my mother always told me. Um, I'm going to trust you until I can't trust you. And, and that was pretty heavy. That, that hate, you know, was fine with me. Kept me in. Yes. I felt like. We felt like our kids were line. always trustworthy. As but we've gotten older and they've told us stories, <laughs> we're not so sure yeah, about how trustworthy we should have been. Maybe we were more gullible than they were trustworthy. <laughs> but I don't think, and I, we've even heard from our kids lately even, that I don't think that was a bad thing. In some ways, for them to think that they are trusted, whether they're violating that or not, is still its own type of boundary. It's its own pressure as they get old enough to deal with that. They think, you know, mom and dad trusts me. Ooh, what does that mean? I'm, what am I going to do with this? You know, so as they're, I mean, obviously the younger they are, that doesn't really work because they don't have their own ability to think wisely. What does that look like? Or what am I 
being trusted with. So, you know, you, you graduate into that. You don't start out with that. But I, anyway, it made me think. So when I went home this time, um, similarly as in the last few years, you know, I always just really enjoy a good relationship with my mother and, and we have some good talks. We have some really good, almost just peer level, at least friendship level. I still respect her and think of her as wise and, and obviously is more experienced and has gone before, but we're just at a really great place in life where we can exchange a lot more of similarities in the things we're, we're growing in and the Lord, as well as the things we're maybe even experiencing around us. Some things I still want to learn from her, but some things she feels like she might even be able to learn from me because of the different walks of life and the different, you know, places our lives has ta have taken us. So that was exciting to me. And it reflects, it continues to reflect on what I want from my own kids. And I've seen that even recently. Like, um, Hannah is a partner in ministry really now and so her and I talk about things that relate to other people of course there's a lot of ways I still need to talk <coughs> into what she's doing and she asks me and, and lets me mentor her in some ways there's other ways where I see that I can even start to learn from her things that she's learning or discerning or things about but we together we're kind of walking nearly side by side already and I, I think that's exciting and yet it just makes me think about boundaries at different ages. And so, I'm, and I'm thinking of mainly children. This question may have been reflecting other kinds of relationships. And we've had, we've dealt with like boundaries and other, other things that are not our own kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, because if you want to walk through kids, it's boundaries with little children are pretty black and white because children don't have a whole lot going on in the, hey, I want to go out and ration and reason and engage the world. And <laughs> then what you reflected has been, as they've our kids have aged we're more you know like as in judah's age you know he's a teenager but he's an older teen and he's trying to engage people meaningfully and well in, and, and in, in this reality. case of before the, his meaningful conversation was you know with an adult um significantly older than him so and, i was gonna say and, he's shown some wisdom even in having discussions that yeah and so you know we're we bit. So the boundaries at that point in time, when they, they're they're hard when they're young, they become negotiated mm -hmm. um, as circumstantially as you as you move through relationship development with the kids, and then as you just said, I'm sorry, I'm reviewing this for my own head. <laughs> Nobody else maybe need to hear it, but my brain, I got to keep up with where you're going next. Um, and so you're saying then, as you reach into adulthood and your children become adults, it's more of a walking alongside. There's still boundaries. I mean, when yeah, they do sure. something dumb. Or something happens in our in our view that might not be something the way we would have done it. I mean, every, we all do stuff dumb. I didn't mean to make it sound like our kids are doing dumb stuff, but if they I don't do think it's as much about that anymore when they get to be adults about like making this <coughs> wrong decisions as much as it is counseling each other, either coping with something together like a relationship that's outside, or maybe it's making a decision. This decision's coming up, and I need to figure it out you know, and trying to help each other. That's what I feel like our experience has been more. Less about, ooh, I made this dumb decision, more about what yeah, am I going to no. do and how am I going to cope with this? Because, you know, when you're talking about youngsters, you really do have to kind of recover from whatever they made. <laughs> whatever they left all over. Yeah, whatever decision they made Oh, look badly. at all that beautiful spaghetti sauce on my white couch. Uh, okay. But that's recovering from what was, what, <laughs> okay. what I meant by dumb was there's there's kind of two categories in the adult side too. We're walking and struggling with life together too. But sometimes when you're when you're in a, still a parent and your kids are younger, um, or still getting their feet in the ground, you know you've 
you still you can't boundaries are you can't rescue your kids all the time even when they're adults right because I've met what I mean. plenty so of kids along the lines that are doing that with them yeah or <clears throat> helping them make future decisions and even then like you're saying you can't make the decision for them you can guide them you can if they yeah. come to you for counsel or you can pray because you know they're facing something sometimes our kids will ask us for prayer for a particular situation but you're right they're not necessarily going to let us speak into it and our kids have been pretty good about not asking us to rescue them either that's because we've trained them well or <laughs> we've just completely let them know that I'm sorry there's we're terrible people we're not going to help you um well we're not but but the other type of boundary this could be dealing with is if like in that that case if they are dealing with other people in their right. lives so who, let's move out of family right and to look at it with if, other people so that, that's what kind of violations of boundaries would there be mm-hmm. what are boundaries you start with well that. i remember i remember a relationship that i was cautious of that i would have needed to put boundaries and i i feel like that could be when someone kind of tries to, um, I don't know, for back, lack of a better word, leech onto you and, and maybe, you know, take a lot of your effort and time that they either, number one, they're not responding to what you're hoping to help them with or trying to speak into their life. They're not really reacting or, or you know, responding that the way you'd like to. Or they really are just trying to occupy your time and you have a lot of other things to give energy to and you just don't really have that to give those those are realistic places that you're going to have to put up boundaries I just remember this one situation where I thought I would have to and I I remember getting on my knees kind of worried about it asking God to please help me know because I didn't I I feel like she was asking her me to mentor her in a way and I didn't know if I was willing because she seemed as if one of those who would occupy a lot of my time and I had a lot of at that time I had young kids and I was pastor's wife and whatever there was things going on that I knew I couldn't give a lot of energy to um but it didn't it didn't end up taxing me like I thought and in reality blessed me I remember thinking that this is a blessing God had done that he had redeemed that in a sense there was another relationship that was all about giving and and it could have again could have been taxed but I think God gave me some realistic boundaries it was a lady in a wheelchair so it was all at my disposal what what you know, what I did with her was all on me, I guess what I'm trying to say. So God was good about letting me figure out how that boundary should be set up and how to um, sort of organize it where I could give her some of me, but not everything. And I think maybe that's the key. What would you say? Because you've, you've had relationships like that, that you've had to put soul-sucking relationships. parameters on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm suddenly coughing. The... Uh, that's a good question. For some reason, I'm not drawing. I mean, a lot of it seems like most of my relationships have been. Um, I, I'm thinking about boundary challenging ones, not just. Yeah. I've got a lot of relationships. There's been very few. I mean, where it's, it's the nature of my work, where it's yeah, where it's. Um, I mean, I'm. Where I've had a two-way relationship with someone that is on equal footing. You and I share that. There's, that's you know, rare. Is that what you're saying? It's more rare than common. Um, I think that's the difference between friends and acquaintances sometimes. You know, you, you keep people... There's only so many relation, relationships that come in close, by definition, are going to have emotionally taxing aspects to them. Being mm-hmm. able to find those close relationships with the right people so that they don't um, take life from you yeah. constantly is something that's important to be mindful of and to be... Um, 
clear with what you a boundaries to define yeah. it is where you end and someone else begins yeah. and to understand that where I end is not where someone else is supposed to be in mm-hmm. coming upon because that's me that's it's kind of boundaries in the if you want to use a biblical example garden we all had one boundary in the garden of Eden it was this tree it's something you're not supposed to, to eat from because it's going to open up a world of hurt for you because it's the only boundary so I mean the creation story starts with a boundary um, there was a couple actually. There's the one that the garden was protected from the rest of the planet. It was a safe place for Adam and Eve to live, and the one boundary that says don't go. If you cross this, you know, there was a, they were in a relationship. I'm sorry, I'm thinking this out a little bit. They were in a relationship, and that was a safe place for them to be, unless they crossed into an area that was not, um, not allowed <laughs> for them to be in. It was not safe. It violated the relationship, and so having um, and that caused a separation. So the thing is, is knowing where you end and making sure that the people in your life know the boundaries in your relationship, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't cause a violation that ends the relationship. I was thinking I'm going on about that, but you and well, I are in a in a marriage together for 31 years, and you know there are certain things that I can. I'm, I'm sitting here wondering what are the things that I could never do that would violate those boundaries and there's you know there are things you know anyway you were going to say something well, I, didn't I was thinking you. of Maybe a I'm lot too of the different course no I was thinking of a lot of the different relationships you've had even kind of in a mentor or counseling style situations where you because you're an extrovert you tend <sighs> to be fed by them more than really drained by them in in a just general setting but I was thinking of a lot of the different people that come to mind that you genuinely spent more time with or more of a mentor situation with. It, um, the ones that comes to my mind, you really did receive from them as well. It wasn't just an all giving or it wasn't all just listening to them. It, it tended to be also you receiving from them, either encouragement or maybe it was even just um, fruit of ministry or at one point I remember you kind of counseling one guy who literally physically gave us things. So in those senses, in those sense, uh, in that sense, I guess, um, you were giving and taking, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, it's, it's Cause I feel like the they're... one thing to warn people about is if you don't feel like there's a little bit of a give and take, you are going to be completely drained instead of feeling like it's feeding. So then those are yeah. dangerous and, and, and necessary. Sometimes there's always, people around that are going to have that kind of actually, relationship with you, but likely you're going to need to limit that. That's all I was trying to say. I was going to say, I actually wonder about the genesis of that question too, that people don't generally ask about boundaries unless someone's violating their boundaries Already. and they don't know how to define it. Yeah. Um, give and take is important. And I think you define a couple of different relationships though. There are relationships for me and particularly in the work that we do um, where it's counseling. It's a one, it's not generally two way. It's one way that person, people are coming to me. Right. But um, I'm just saying your personality has not tended to have to have as strong boundaries in that kind as mine would have. No, I tend to, I would have had to have stronger boundaries. Yeah. I tend to, um, I do draw from those relationships, a sense of, um, camaraderie even still. So even with someone in the most difficult situation yeah. where they're in a hurt, in a world of hurt, a world of pain, I, I guess I relate because I've been in a world of hurt and pain in my life. And so I tend to have more empathy and the ability to soldier on with them a little bit. Well, yeah. Uh, and but I, there's others. I think I mean, that God has built you because of your calling, because of the ministry you're in. He's built you to be able to do that and yet feel refreshed by it because you're 
your nature is extroverted a little more than some of us. I'm just saying some of us who I would consider myself a little more introverted. So therefore, that type of relationship isn't quite as refreshing to me, although it can be. And I just described a couple of them uh, that can be if I'm able to kind of discern what how he wants me to treat it i guess well let's let me ask it doesn't you this have question. to drain me completely I guess let me ask it to you this way because i'm sitting here thinking are we answering the question of boundaries we're talking a little bit about how relationships give and take from one another and that's what you want in a healthy relationship right where there's give and take but if i were to yeah. just say tanya where do you end and i begin what are boundaries for you that say hey this is not greg's space or this is not a stranger space this is you know I, I can give you the most obvious one forever you know that um that actually is a, has been a struggle in our relationship at times I've gotten better about it but where I don't have a boundary <laughs> about talking about things like intimacy I'll talk about sex openly <laughs> sometimes with folks and you're sitting Eek. in the corner going that's our thing don't talk about that in front of other people and I don't anymore but I can remember and I, I mean not that we ever did anything terribly embarrassing um, you're looking at me funny right now. Am I, am I off track? Yeah, you... I hope you haven't talked about no, I'm... intimacy in front of people. <laughs> see, now you see, this is it. This is, you're not so sure that that boundary hasn't been violated because <laughs> I brought it up. But the point of the matter is that's a boundary. Intimacy. What do we talk about? What's safe to talk about? Um, for, that's boundaries for us as a couple. Exposure. Yeah. yeah, us as a couple. But you don't want certain things, you know. How, do you understand what, you know, what I'm getting at? My question is, what do boundaries look like for you? And I could say, what are boundaries that look like? Well, are you just saying that. in general, each of us have different boundaries that might or might not offend or be I'm violating? I'm saying that if the questioner is asking the question, how do you establish boundaries? That means you need to let the people around you know, I don't need you to go across this line. This is my boundary. If you cross this line, it's going to tax the relationship. And I think to some degree, boundaries get violated because of necessity through time, periodically. But if someone's constantly taxing the relationship and violating those boundaries, they're, they're just, they're consuming it. They're destroying the relationship. So for the sake yeah. of the other and the sake of you so that you're not drained to death and for the sake of the other person so they don't become a victimizer without meaning to, somebody who calls you all the time. You know, well, I don't I need to say, talk to you 52 times a day, but you do want to talk to me once or twice a day. We This was a weird trip when you left last time because used to was we would talk on the phone almost daily when you were on a trip. Now with texting and, and just being a little older and more mature in our relationship, we don't have to talk every day when you're on the phone. I do think about you. I miss you. I send you a text. But um, but if some stranger was texting you every day you were on the road, that's a boundary. That you, Who are you and why are you texting me every day? You know, that's <laughs> we don't have that kind of relationship. It's a random illustration but so that's what i'm getting at what is the question here is what's well and how do you communicate that is that what you're yeah, saying so how do you each... communicate that that's why i think what the questioner is asking is how do you communicate your boundaries oh, to right person? that's what i'm going to say because each one of us are different you can assume a particular type of boundary that might be yours that might not be theirs that's what you're saying you yeah. can't assume that they understand where you are going to be uncomfortable versus where they another, might another not. And that's um, a completely different thing than them like we were talking about boundaries with children who yeah, are yours but similar in the sense that another family um, their child might not have the same boundaries that your child has and that's a conflict or can be because things are not always on the mm -hmm. table and obvious about how you run your home or how you set your boundaries for children versus theirs. So yeah, it's important, I think, to communicate that as much as is possible, but I don't think it's always 
even known until something happens that violates it, it yeah. that needs well, to I, I was just thinking on a broader it. scale. We live in a culture nowadays, the culture of microaggression. That's boundaries. You know, that's a that's a terrible concept. About you can't talk about a certain them. culture unless you're of a certain culture. You can't use certain words unless you're of a certain and ilk. it's perceived you as aggression. And it's perceived as a it's a perceived as boundaries. Who are you? You don't get my plight or whatever. <laughs> um, but in a, in a one-to-one in a personal relationship, if I'm sitting down with someone of a different culture or whatever, but we're friends, the boundaries may shift. They may change mm-hmm. a little bit. So how do you communicate that? Another term that I said is what are rules for engagement in this relationship? And I think um, if the questioner is right or if the questioner is asking how do I establish that, my thoughts initially would be that someone has come into their life and is assuming a level of comfort with the relationship that, that, that the, the questioner doesn't quite yet have. That's what I was and how say. do they say, you know what, let's slow this down or let's, this is not a safe area. Um, I mean, the only real answer to that is you have to communicate that. Yeah. You know, you can't use that Things that are too word personal or, or um, things that are too close and not, then that's, indiv- that's individual. And it's definitely not, it's not obvious right up front because again, when I, that's what I was saying. Every one of us are different. So... <laughs> For that person, yeah. it might not be, especially if, like I was saying, if they may be an extrovert, extroverts from my impression and, and my experience tend to be a little more free to speak loud, you know, or out loud about things that are a little more from my version or from my viewpoint, person, more personal. At the same time as it could be the way they're raised or it could be the way they interact with their own family their own loved ones or whatever it could yeah. be when you come into our household that... people wouldn't think we have boundaries the way we interact with one another <laughs> i mean we're just we're uh, our fun boundaries loving and sometimes I, it looks abusive i would say our boundaries are kind of way. different though yeah. i would say we know where we would cross the line into uh to hurt someone or to be maybe it would be less than what we would think would be an example of Christ to them or something like that. So we might push some boundaries with, you know, being, like you said, sarcastic or something like that, but it wouldn't be to an offensive place, to a place that would hurt someone. Or I would pray it wouldn't. I guess there's definitely places we've probably made that mistake. But with kids and with teenagers and then with young adults and culturally, each one of these set different types of norms and and so, like, for instance, this culture, this generation seems to be a little more free-flowing with... My mother used to say... They wouldn't even say the word pregnant because it was, like, a bad word, you In know. In the family or a, way. Yeah. Whereas these days, you might say things that are a little more... Yeah, we say a lo- lot of what, things What we would have thought were offensive or a little more... Well, and I'm just saying those things are boundaries sometimes. They're not always. Sometimes they're just... But anyway, yeah, it's difficult because I think... So many people are going to communicate differently, and that probably needs to be quote communicated up front. But it's not easy to do, and you can't always know. Well, it's that's a good point though. I think that there's two things that have to happen for boundaries. Number one, you got to know who you are. You got to know yourself. You got to know what is um, you know, if you that's were raised idea. in a in a crack house, <laughs> someone making light about doing crack is going to bother you because it's not funny to you. Um, that was just a one. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like I mean, you were hurt the, by it. You, yeah, yeah you were hurt. If, you, if you're carrying wounds <laughs> or something, I, I mean, and then on the other hand, you're like going, you know, most people weren't raised in a crack house. Get over it. <laughs> um, learn to laugh at life, even in your own pains. I mean, that, and that's my, you know, I don't blow off other people's boundaries either. But um, 
knowing who you are to me there's true violations um cultural oh, violations right. you know true violations of there's space just one that might offend because it's uh politically incorrect yeah. and then there's something that might true be truly be a violation of well you're yeah. making fun of my pain like or a cultural like violation if if we were to jump down to argentina or mexico people's um, idea of space in america are three to four feet apart we stand three to four feet apart or three feet between faces and that's not true in latin countries they're like one foot and they're in your face <laughs> yeah. and i've had people get in my car be close to me and they just get right in my face and talk and it's just like you're really close to me. <laughs> Definitely a boundary violation. It's a boundary, and that you know, and some people that don't like to be hugged or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I think that you know, back to the question itself. If someone is violating a boundary, and you, I can identify that boundary, knowing where to set your boundaries. You need to be able to articulate. You know, I'm just in a kind way. Hey, you know, or... you and I are different people. We're getting to know one another. Um, or, but this, when you do this, it just makes me uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's not. You know, if it's if it's a violation of boundary, like massive, then. <laughs> be clear about that saying this is just not where I'm at I don't see the world so I need you to kind of yeah. honor this about who I am and I need you to tell and it's always good to offer back and say I need you to tell me if there's anything I'm doing that just makes our relationship uncomfortable yeah, that's you know good. if I'm constantly and, and I use the illustration about early in our marriage when we were a couple we had couple boundaries that you know I didn't I had different boundaries than you did and we had to establish boundaries as a couple mm-hmm. which meant that I didn't talk as freely about um, sections of intimacy in our lives as I might have done had I married myself, <laughs> but I didn't, I married you, you know, and there was just, there was different ideas about, you know, what was talked about. And sure. I, that's just the well, most obvious thing that comes to mind. There's other things in our couple relationship, I'm sure where I've been, you know, there's been yeah, more than a like few times where you've told me you, something and I've accidentally shared it with someone else. And you were like, that was not for other Like people. you're saying, if you could do that somewhat without emotion, trying to just lay that on the table this makes me uncomfortable can we not do this and yeah. yet not be offended by it or not be put off by it in the sense that knowing that person probably didn't intend it to be uh probably i mean i don't know <laughs> probably didn't intend to violate your boundaries enough to turn you away at the same time as really being realistic with it because it will hurt or it can cause resentment later if you don't deal with it if you don't put it right out there on the table right right and let your opinions be known or at least your um i don't know offenses or potential offenses or whatever okay yeah um i don't know if there's anything else to talk about on the boundary subject i'm <laughs> no, tell I people <laughs> if they're violating your boundaries but first know what your boundaries are <laughs> so that if someone i mean you got to know you which means, yeah, you're right. you know, and identify then, like you what said, it is that's making you, because a lot of people are like, I don't know why this is making me uncomfortable. Um, well, you need to know why that's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, well, and it could be a family history too. thing. And, and I'm going to bring that back to the fact that a lot of boundaries are spiritual in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be environmental Definitely. in the fact that things have violated you, but when you're, um, things have set a cultural concept and you may have been violated in certain ways in life and i use the word violated extremely it sounds like it's such a violent world world. but um people have crossed the border of your boundaries without permission Mm -hmm. and made you uncomfortable and you haven't known that and you know and you want to go let's live in your lands and my lands that have happy fences between us okay i'm just um yeah well and maybe later we can talk more about children boundaries but i think it's it's similar 
But the only thing is that children don't have their own boundaries yet. You have to set it for no, them. We live in a culture that says, them. take your boundaries off, be free, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to, but don't violate my boundaries. I'm going, how can I violate? Wait, <laughs> you don't have boundaries, but you do have boundaries. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, we live in, it used to be, your mother made an example that her culture said, you don't talk about being pregnant. <laughs> um, in, in that way, you would never use the words that, you know, that it would be very, you know, it would be very uncouth. Um, <laughs> uncouth is even improper and mm-hmm. decent for you to talk about a woman's yeah. stuff now a woman's stuff is like yeah, on billboards because there, it's you know, know. It's so um and so uh you know but but what but i was gonna say is in your in your family's upbringing in the history there's always been cultural norms that were fairly in american culture fairly readily defined if you would go over to um iraq or iran there's cultural norms there that are, are offensive to our cultural norms but they're very clear cut and people are raised understanding those are the boundaries you don't cross. Yeah. Laws in our culture today still. If I drive on the wrong side of the road and I have an accident, that's my fault. I shouldn't be driving on the wrong side of the road. Well, we have and, clear boundaries. And, and so prayerfully still, the Ten Commandments still stand pretty cl- clear. You know, largely. You don't murder someone. Um, you, don't, you know, we've thrown um, out the first one, worship whoever you want to in our culture. Yeah, I know. That's um, the only bad thing. But, but I'm saying, so for children, we, get, we give them to them at, when we start off trying to train them because they don't have them on their own they are going to violate everyone's boundaries or whatever do their own thing as they grow teaching them to set their own parameters or boundaries um that's the goal i guess is to teach them that they will have some and and that to um honor other people's boundaries is wise and kind of them so that if they can um, begin to discern what that looks like they can live in a setting with other people. So the, to me, that's the the strength or the, the reason God gave us that as parents to set those boundaries early. So kids start to learn how to love their neighbor as themselves, how to realize other people are in existence with you. And you've got to consider these are not things that, you know, are acceptable because you're going to consider someone else besides yourself. So anyway. Maybe that's where we can end because that's what boundaries should be anyway. We're considering yeah. others. Boundaries, I, I think one thing to say, if someone's asking that question, and I'll close it out with this, it crossed my mind, was we tend to be skittish about telling people around us that we have boundaries don't cross into this area. <laughs> but boundaries in culture are given to protect and preserve relationships, life, law, right. crossing over the road. They're, they're intended for our good and for our protection. Right. And so it's only right to presume that by knowing your boundaries it's a, and, and, and setting those out and saying, these are the things that help me to, to do life in a healthy manner. If, you, if you're violating this, it makes me unhealthy. It makes me, it's not safe anymore. Mm-hmm. And so by knowing who you are, where you begin and end, um, and helping the people around you know that and, um, and, and respecting their situation, that's what leads to healthy living. But you can't mm-hmm. expect, how do you make your boundaries known? Well, you tell people what your yeah. boundaries are, and you know what they are. Yes. And I think that's key. To speak it, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again, hopefully next week. All things considered. Mm-hmm.